You're watching Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy and Tits McGee. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Matthew McCall. Tits McGee is on vacation. Welcome back to episode 14 of the Bayou Dragons podcast. Per usual, got myself, Porter Mitchell, and we're welcoming on first-time guest to my right here, Mr. Blake Williamson, also known as Bortles. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. We welcome you, mortal. Yep. Yeah. Old, old Bortles. We have plenty of stories with him. He likes to get just shit tanked and wild as hell. <laughs> and he also <laughs> is the man behind the Bayou Dragon Baits. So we have plenty to talk about and uh, a lot of stories that he'll never remember that yeah. we can just discuss. Also a few that he's not uh, <clears throat> not super excited to tell uh uh, we're we're joined by his soon to be wife, and luckily she's outside. So maybe we'll try to get some of those out of him before she gets back in here. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's it's been a long run. I've been here for twenty five years, and I've definitely seen my fair share of uh, parties with you get with you fellows growing up. Hoodlumy, hoodlumy. I think I was actually there the first time Bortles got drunk. Oh yeah, or yeah. one of the first times. Yeah, one of y'all uh, fed me a four loco, and oh, I was God. I think I was. I was maybe 15, 14, 15 years old. I think you weighed about 65 pounds at the time. You're, what, 85 now, so 20 <laughs> pounds ago. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't a uh, good time. I tried to climb a tree and fell and everything else. So, so Bortles, the, for the listeners and viewers that don't know what a Four loco is, go ahead and describe what a Four loco is and what it tastes like and what it reminds you of. A, a Four loco is, is the one drink at a gas station that you <laughs> avoid the most when you go into the gas station. It's I don't know who the, who the hell decided to make that contraption of a drink, but um, it really, it'll get you where you want to go, and you will not remember it. So. Hell. Hell's where it wants you to go. Yeah, it's yeah. here, there, and gone with a Four loco. It's like one of those things. It's like fireball. Everybody's had their bad fireball experience. I love that. Anybody who's drank a Four loco has just had a bad experience. My, I won't drink another one because I have had that experience. It was uh, prom night. Of, I believe it was senior year, and I drank like one walking into the after party hot. And then Oof. I had another one there, and I want to say I had three, but I woke up in my friend's ditch. Like I, my truck was in his ditch and I was sleeping out of my truck in his ditch. And I felt like hell. The last time I had one, it was at a party in Anahuac and I had a, the biggest obnoxious Bucky's cup like I've ever seen. It was like 88 ounces or something retarded as hell. And I put a four loco, a mad dog, 2020 orange and a bud light all inside of this cup. It all fit. We mixed it up. We sat there and passed it around to a Choctaw. And that was back in high school when I used to keep, like, a recliner in the bed of my truck because I never knew where I'd, like, end up laying down. And George Lee straight up croaked, like almost death. Just, it was a great time. Porter's one of those guys that he can literally drink anything and he won't vomit the next day. He's, I always say he's got a cast iron stomach. <laughs> that <little> iron <laughs> he does, does, man. You never wash it either. You just you just cook it. It's seasoned. It's, it's seasoned, seasoned and you just, you don't. You don't run it through a wash. You don't purge it. You just cook it the next night. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a dang Anahuac special right there. Yep. If I could call that anything. Me and Joe. But uh, anyway, Bortles, uh, let's get into a, at least a serious segment for a minute. You uh, you are now doing soft plastic baits. You have 
Bortle Bayou Baits on Instagram. Y'all go check them out, give them a follow. But yeah. uh, what piqued your interest in starting to make soft plastic baits? Honestly, man, uh, it was one of those long nights at work, uh, just hanging out, going. You know how you you get into a YouTube wormhole, and you know guys like us, we're looking at hunting, fishing, uh, and and I, I came across this page called uh, World's Worst Fishing. And it intrigued me. I was like, hmm, I got to see what this guy's about. And I just thought it was a fishing page. I clicked on it, and he was he's a soft plastic maker. He's been doing it for a long time. And uh, I just started watching watching videos after videos, and I was like, man, this is a lot easier than, like, what a lot of uh, people, I, I assume, think. Um, so I just got online. I ordered just the basic stuff that I needed, a few molds, some uh, plastic saw, some colors. Just the basic colors that, you know, everybody needs. And, shit, I started cooking it up on my uh, garage floor. I didn't even have a, a table in there to do it on. I was on the concrete floor. And, yeah, that's, that's where it started. Uh, from there, I've grown with uh, quite a few different molds, to from Cinco's to Flukes, Crawls, uh, Lizards. And I really enjoy it, man. I get off work and go home and, and make soft plastics. You get off work, and then you go get off on making plastics. And <laughs> you're getting really good at making these, like, multiple colored tone worms and all that kind of shit. And I I think it's honestly just impressive. I mean, this bait right here that we were showing a second ago, this watermelon blue, it's beautiful. Yeah, looks so just like a Yamamoto. Did you start, when you started out, it was like, <clears throat> was did you want to do, like, your go-to kind of baits, like, that we – have had a lot of success with over the years fishing the lakes and and around here i mean that that's my that was my basic like goal when i first started because i mean everybody that we talk to or i'm good friends with or who i fish with the cinco is the go-to yeah like no matter where you're fishing like you can throw everything from a crankbait a swim bait i mean just throw your whole tackle box at them but what's going to work majority of the time is a cinco and um that that piqued my interest with starting it up and wanting to just make my own plastics. You know, I don't I don't get to fish as much as I would lo- like to, but uh, I also don't want to go spend tons of money on these big name brands uh, that that don't have the longevity as those do. You know, you can catch multiple fish with those rather than going and spending ten dollars on a bag of. I'm not going to throw anybody's names out there, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I yeah. do. I do. So you think, like, um, like buying, even buying, like, high-end quality, like, saw that'll give you, like, a nice, um, long-lasting, like, a durable, soft plastic is still cheaper than going and buying uh, just, like, small batch oh, baits out at the store? For for sure. I can make 100 Cinco's with, uh, I mean, two cups of Plastisol. Uh and you're going to pay, and, I, and I'm going to not charge as much as what those guys pay or, or, or whatever it is. Uh, I just think that I get a lot more durability for a lot less, uh, like, product that, that I buy. I mean, I buy Plastisol by the gallon. I can make – I don't even know. I haven't even counted because it's so many that I can – how many Cinco's I can make out of one gallon of Plastisol? Well, you made us a bunch. We need a – I need a bunch more. Well, yeah. We need to go ahead and get all that stuff counted up and put it back on the website because that was a hot seller in Houston and Dallas. People were just biting it like largemouth bass. They were just. Dude, it was, it was really cool. Um, I thought, you know, like when we, 
we came in and you know he stocked us up and we had like all of our go-tos like colors and and baits in particular like the Cinco's the watermelon reds and the watermelon blues and the black and blues and we go on the road and he's we've also got like all these just crazy colors you know just kind of the last last ditch effort colors you're like oh you know I'll just try this out well dude like going out into especially in Dallas um there were tons of people that were picking up just the wildest colors that we had on the table and they were like this is my go-to yeah. So it's like different, yeah. it's like, I guess just different areas, you know, different places. Pumpkin blood know, orange. But this guy pulled up like this bright red, um, I think it was like one of the creature baits, but it was like just blood red. I mean, it was crazy red with like purple flakes in it. And he was like, dude, give me three of these. Yeah, I know and exactly just, what you're talking about. Uh, it's <laughs> for me, I mean, I just started this stuff. It's, it's an experiment, you know, I'm, I'm running through colors, uh, and when something I make a, a certain thing or a certain color that doesn't that I know is not like gonna sell great, I'll throw it throw it to the side. And when it comes down to the end with stocking y'all up, you know, I'll put them in a bag. We can sell them just as like combos or uh, just just whatever. But all that is experimenting. You know, it doesn't always end up how you want it to. You know, you can say, oh, well, I'm going to put this color, this color, and I think that it'll end up, you know, as, as a popular color, and it, it might not turn out that way. So, I mean, you learn as you go, and, I mean, that's that's a cool thing about making your own stuff, too. You can accidentally end up making something that's really badass that you will never see in a store anywhere. Yeah. And if you mm-hmm. just document that, you know, you got it for, forever. Yep. Nice, Blake. Nice. That's a very... Interesting story. I'm, I do plan on us get doing like a full blown YouTube video of how you do it. You know, share to the share your wealth of knowledge to the general public, and oh, I think some it's people really cool man. He's think, got a whole lab in the garage over there. Yeah, yeah. no, he's like, uh, what's the guy off of uh, Breaking Bad? Oh god, he's like a Walter, Walter White. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's Walter White of soft plastics. Yeah, so. we're just his little companions. Where's Jesse? Jesse. <laughs> Got to cook up that plastic. Cooking up baits, bitch. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. That Watch goes your into profanity. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's fun, man. I enjoy. I enjoy it. Uh, I'll be sitting at work every day, and I'm thinking, like, man, I think this color will do. As soon as I get home, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to cook it up. But we've caught fish, and what what I think was really cool was, um, what probably about four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, whenever right after Dallas Mitchell posted a reel. Uh, on Instagram of a guy that just bought some baits from from us that you'd made, and he caught his personal best bass. I mean, it was like a four-and-a-half-pound bass. You know, he was stoked. It was an awesome video. He was like, buy you dragons, baby. Of <laughs> yeah, course, like super cool. off the rip, there's a jackass. It's like, it's only a four-and-a-half-pounder. It's like, yeah, dude, I mean, you on, suck, you jackass. Yes, that's exactly what we yeah, want to say. I to don't. Guy. I can't stand when people just shit on somebody for having a good time and yeah. a good experience for no reason. That we I mean, we see it quite often. I mean, it's just part of it, man. Just like the just like the oil the other day. Oh yeah, we posted a video of Porter uh, frying us up some crabs, and I'm like, it's a badass little video, you know. We they're delicious crabs, one of Porter's specialties. And I post a video of Porter cooking in like five minutes. I look at it and see how it's doing. And someone's on there talking shit on the brand of oil he's using. I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to find anything they can to talk the shit on. Well, what's great is they're like, that's not how you boil. It's like, well, no shit. I I know it's not, I'm not boiling crabs. I'm frying crabs, barbecuing them. 
And people they, people online are so damn ignorant. It's insane. Ignorant. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I posted a video the other day of some crawls, and um, I think they were like blue and chartreuse or something. It was just a video to catch catch the eye, you know. And um, there was so many comments of people saying, "Might as well call that bait the invisible color because bass can't see that color." And I'm just like. I, oh, okay, Mr. Fucking Krabs, how do you know what color bass can see? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's just like, do you have anything better to do? Just I, no, they don't. You said it was blue and chartreuse. Yeah. I can guarantee you that bass can see that. I, yeah, the the well, keyboard warriors, are they come out in full form, man. I've mm. caught an over an eight-pound bass on a blue worm with yeah. a chartreuse tail. It's well, on Toledo Bend. Know. I but, love the dip too. I love dipping them in the the chartreuse and, and the garlic. Oh, dude, oh, so much, yes, man! You learn real quick on social media that there's an expert in everything. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, that's tons fun. of them. Dude. It's just like, all right, man. I'm. It is what it is. My father-in-law the other day, we're. Uh, it's been a little while back, but we're bass fishing together, and he was like, "Well, whatever you do, don't use that garlic." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, you know. And he's like. The other day, I dipped a worm in there. It disintegrated it. <laughs> ate it in half. And I was like, are you sure that's garlic? He goes, I'm acid. not. No, I don't, he, he, there's a good chance he just put, like, petroleum in Maybe. this garlic. Like, But it was so funny. He'd stuck it in like a Cinco, and it just went. Probably just 100% pure deet. <laughs> Did he, th- this is the guy that one time also gave me a snap. It was a Snapple can. And it had three X's on it. And I was like, what is this? He's like, you can clean with it. I'm just like. <laughs> Probably full of benzene. Dude, it was <laughs> potent. I did not drink. I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, I've used it for starter fluid. I've used it for like cleaning. Like you could clean your gun with that thing. To so do it all uh, fluid. Oh, dude. Your tools, it's a cure-all. And I was like, I was like, that's an old Snapple bottle. He's like, it ain't Snapple. <laughs> just, Don't you dare drink that. Oh, you sure? we, He told me to. And I was like, what? Are you sure it wasn't that same old fellow that was asking us for toot on the levee that one morning? <laughs> it may have been him. Oh, my gosh. I, I run that one down. I don't know who can tell the story the best. Man, I just run it, man. I, that was a good one. That one was hilarious. I, I don't know if I can. Bortles, you tell the story. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> it's okay. So, y'all know we hunt public land, so we have to get out there early. And uh, we're sitting on the levee and, uh, you know, huddled around bullshitting in this uh, – Old fella pulls up and he gets out of his boat and someone says, "Hey, toss me a can of that uh, off over there." You know, mosquitoes are getting to me. And this old fella just out of nowhere says, "Hey, uh, you mind trading me a can of that off for some toot?" <laughs> he said, "I got some toot in the boat. And I'll trade you for some of that off." He had some premium no, toot in his boat to trade us. <laughs> no, dude, that guy had one tooth in his head. Yeah, man, I'll give you some toot for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a pretty good bargain. But geez, like, not at two thirty in the morning sitting on a levee getting eaten by mosquitoes. Yeah. I believe mosquitoes are actually attracted to toot. I mean, <laughs> someone <laughs> might. <laughs> that's gonna be someone's gonna be like that is actually false. They are not attracted to toot. They are attracted to. Uh, uh, something that guy's gonna come in here and he's gonna be like, no man, they're uh that toot that toot will keep them off of you. You should have traded. Yeah, traded yeah. me for it. You should have rubbed the toot on your skin. Yeah, this old fella, he had some years on him, man. Yeah, some mileage. Yeah. You know, What's funny is probably 30. 
<laughs> yeah, he's probably our age. Uh, mm-hmm. But another thing out there, that salt water is good for your skin. <laughs> the brackish and the salt. Brackish. Water. Yeah. If y'all ever do go to the beach, make sure you soak in the salt water because it's good for your skin. Oh, yeah. Well, I do appreciate you guys having me on, man. Y'all check out Porter's hat. That's going to be new. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a new hat, actually. It is came up live this morning. So if you are watching this new hat, um, this will be up. Can this be up tomorrow? Yeah, it's going to be up tomorrow. I mean, because Monday is Labor Day anyway. We can put this up tomorrow. If you do listen to this or watch it, uh, we have a discount code for the Labor Day weekend going through Monday. Uh, Dragon 15, capital Dragon number 15, 15% off. All caps. All caps off of any order that you do. So good little deal. Um, since we're kind of in a little spurt right here, we'll uh, – just give out a couple of shout outs. Uh, Snuff Cup Spittoons, they are fantastic. He, uh, we're about to have a, we're working with them right now. I think we're gonna have some shit in the works that'll be like this. You pull the bottom off, put cans in it, spit in it, machine washable, fantastic product. Also, sponsor Lone Star Light. If you can't get it, try to find it, and if you can't get it, just Think that you're drinking it whenever you're drinking something else. <laughs> it's fantastic. Use your imagination. Use your imagination. And uh, we'll have a uh, snuff cup will be here and he will be a guest on the podcast. I'm yeah, assuming. coming what, two week, three couple weeks. weeks yeah. He'll be here. I've three been, weeks. I've been talking to him um, at least every week. He's coming down for uh, we're doing the Gator Fest this year. We're going to have a booth out there. And uh, his name is Matt Baker. He's the owner of Snuff Cup uh, Spittoons. And I'm pumped to have him down. We're gonna create some content. I'm gonna bring him. Um, we're gonna bring him duck hunting, shoot some teal, hopefully shoot a gator, maybe shoot a gator, and just you know show him this, give him a good Southeast Texas welcome. Yeah. yeah. What did you say his name was? Matt Baker. Baker. Matt Baker. Okay, good. I'm glad you cleared that up for me. I didn't know what I was gonna call him. I'd, I've never met the gentleman. I didn't know if I was gonna call him Mr. Cup or uh, perhaps Sir Snuff. I'm gonna call him Cooper. But I'm, um, I'm sure by the end of that. Uh, spurt that he's down here. He will have ten different nicknames. Oh, he'll have nicknames all. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, years is mortal now. It's just it's mortal. gone yeah, over yep. the years. You guys will hear them call me fifteen different things easily. <laughs> Y'all probably won't know my name for a while. So Bortles over here to my right, way over there, he used to live with me too, and now it's just a treat. He, uh, <laughs> well, it's it's great just fucking with someone every single day when you get home because your wife yells at you, then I go and yell at him. Well, I was a good roommate, so. Yeah, you're quiet, stayed to yourself. I just talked a lot of shit. I remember you guys arguing over, like, one day me and Blake were going fishing. He's like, man, I got to go get my rods from Porter. And Porter, I called him. I was like, hey, man, uh, let me go ahead and pick up these rods for Blake. And he's like, no, that little shit still owes me rent money. I'm keeping these rods as collateral. (laughs) Collateral. (laughs) He couldn't get his rods back to go fishing with me until he paid rent. Collateral, man. Yeah, it was a tough life back then. Hey, man, dude, hey. (laughs) You what, live and you learn. Yeah, and Blake, at that time, this was years ago, what were you working at the golf course? Oh, I think I was working for Valen Safety Services, making shit money, well, working shit hours. I was I was giving you my home, <laughs> my <Yeah>. place, <laughs> and my food. <laughs> it was a shared yeah. house. It was a shared house. It was nice. Yeah. You enjoyed it. Oh, we I'm used to destroy that food. house. We oh, no, he, he lived in the rent house, too, yeah. with us, but he lived in this house. Oh, this house, too? Mm-hmm. That's right. I forget. Yeah, he lived in this house for a little over a year. But. Oh, yeah. So, Mortal, um, you ready for hunting season, I'm, I'm presuming? Man, I, I'm pretty ready. Uh, 
That doesn't it's, sound like you're ready. Teal season is always a, a treat, as Mitchell likes to say. Because, uh, I mean, we always get a bunch of teal down here and and, and pretty good hurting, put a pretty good hurting on them. So, we'll see. I mean, it's coming up pretty It's shortly. September 10th, uh, so. about a week, a little over a week away. Yeah. yeah. We'll we be all, out there. We have been debating all week. Mitchell's called me twice this week just, so, what's the plan? What's the like, plan? I don't know. Gotta get a game plan, dude. I'm well, somebody's got to plan it. You well, got to either be the guy or you got to, you know, put look, forth some. It's either we go public or we don't. I mean, yeah. that's literally it. That's going to be the. I really do not want to hunt public for opening day of teal season. I will do it, but. We did it last year and it was a, a. It's a tradition, though. Hell hole. It's going to yeah. be a hot son of I a I feel like I was in Arkansas. It sucks. It's hot. There's mosquitoes. There's snakes. So, there's alligators. And there's a shit pile of people. So I don't know if we've brought him up. A legend. A local legend around here. His name's Tim. It's uh, Bortles' dad. So last year, opening day of teal season, Tim <laughs> got out there. This is also, mind you, this is, how old is your dad? 50? Yeah, 49. 50. 49, 50 years old. This dude's out there at 9.30 p.m. the day before. He's the first one there. He's the first one in line. Me and whoever, all of, whoever was with us on opening day, I can't remember if it was you, Tanner, whoever, I'm sure we were together. We worked yeah, the same shift. we were in Anahuac. We were in Anahuac. And Tim was the first one, then there was one other kid behind him, and we were third. So, you know, if you're a normal human being and not a jackass like most of the people that hunt out there, you get in line, you run out, you go, like, first come, first serve. Nope. That kid that was in – no. As soon as 4 o'clock hit, remember, a boat came in just out of nowhere, didn't stop, and came and then almost swamped his father over there. Mm, like, yeah. hit his boat hit his boat. They ended up veering off, didn't get the pond they wanted. It was a whole shit show because jackasses like to show up late and then just run through. It's There's always people a shit out show there right that, man, you know, y'all have probably heard him talk about the regulations. Like, it's 25 horsepower and below out there in those uh, refuges, and, and guys will blow by you with a 60, <laughs> I mean, at 40 miles an hour, about swamp you every morning. You have to deal with this every single morning from day one to yeah the end of season yeah it's it's ridiculous there's there's like there comes a point in i'm i'm no i know everybody has had the thought cross their mind because there's so many people that just blatantly disregard the rules and it's like you never see them get caught they never get busted they go in there they run right by you and they you know they they screw you and then you you always think you're like man well if, if they're not saying if there if there's nobody to enforce the rules and to stop this, why why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Why shouldn't I just go get a sixty and run in here? That's why we need a game warden on this son of a bitch. Yeah, because yeah. me know. personally, I do not care if a game warden was sitting there every morning. No, because we play by the rules. We play by the rules. We're legal. We have the right amount of shells. Perfectly. Legal. We have plugs in our guns. We have life jackets. We have fire extinguisher. We have everything is up to par. Ethical and then you have hunters. somebody. You have somebody in a bay boat going to Anahuac, and it's like, I hate you. Yeah, it's. I it's hate a, you. You're probably from Nederland. It's a growing problem. So. Yeah, you've seen the you've seen the memes circulating right now where it's Tiger Woods standing there with John Daly in front of him. Yes. Yeah, and it's like us. You know, we're the Tiger Woods. You know, goes by the rules, and the John Daly would say like, runs a ninety horsepower <laughs> into the refuge, no plugs, shoots two times the limit, and yeah, you know, like. And shoots a whooping crane. And oh the, the sad thing about this is, like, my, my dad, he wasn't the one that introduced me and my brother to hunting early on. Um, Y'all introduced he, him. 
Yeah, he just recently started actually hunting. And for for a guy like him that doesn't have as much experience um, out there, a, a person that's going to run through there and swamp his boat, like you're really putting people out there in, like in danger uh, risk. of stuff yeah. that like they don't know how to react to that type of stuff. And no. it's just inevitable that you could cause problems like that. But it's also inevitable that people are going to do it over and over. So you so, just have to be ready. Look, if you're a follower of us and you do like what we're doing, just try to be ethical. Like, we follow the rules. We're not breaking no rules. There's just no – go out there, have fun, shoot your birds, be safe. Follow gun safety. Follow – I mean, everything's put in place for a reason. Don't be a jackass. Yeah, and it definitely That's sucks. That's really the main it, thing. It just sucks, man, because there's been times where, you know, we've put in time to go out and scout and, and to do all this shit and then know where we want to be. And then, you know, we show up to the pond. It, sometimes, you know, guys will even go in there early. Oh, yeah. Know. Hours yeah. early. You'll show up to your blind and then it's just... Surprise, motherfucker. There's somebody in your shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, look in there and you're like, oh, I got it. And and they'll blatantly lie to you. Oh, no, man, I ran in at four. Like, it's impossible. Shit. That is literally <laughs> impossible. Been, I was waiting at one, you know? Yeah, like, it's, I have not seen you this morning. You did not run in you at the, at the right time. So, uh, just please go by your the regulations yeah. in your area, wherever you're from. I know we've got followers from everywhere. And, uh, I, I mean, I know if y'all, are, if y'all are following us and listening to us, there's a good chance that y'all are good guys. So, yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very... Broad statement. Like, that's a very bold statement. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, like, you just try to try to fight that little voice in your head, like I was saying earlier, that tells you to break the rules since everyone else is doing it, because I've been fighting it for fucking years. Yeah, but I, I, I think Blake hit it on the head with, like, there's people out there that are inexperienced, like his, like his dad. I mean, his dad's been doing it now for two or three years, but, like, he's been dealing with this, and it's like, there's kids, 16-year-old kids that have been hunting for four or five years, you know, like his first year, and they just blow by and swamp his boat or, you know, literally I saw Tim's boat get rammed by another boat, and it's like, dude, we're in a ditch. Yeah, Like, I'm, chill out. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Like, you could hurt someone seriously. I'm, I'm telling you, a, a a sack of 12 ducks is not worth sinking Killing somebody's somebody? boat over. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's, it's, come on. So just be mindful, really of your surroundings and people that you're dealing with. Yeah. Be ethical. Appreciate it. No, we're very fortunate uh, with the public land opportunities that we have, you know. Yeah. And it it only takes one person to screw it up for everybody else. Destroy it. All the rules and the regs that we have now is because of somebody, you know. There's there's a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, rules don't get put in place because uh, for no reason. You know, somebody has broke that Done something to yeah. put that in place. So. Yeah. Speaking of rules, Blake. So when you like to drink alcohol, you usually like blacking out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much <laughs> to unconsciousness. <laughs> to yeah. pure well, just shit them. Okay. Well, w- with me is I can be drinking. I will be sober, and then next thing you know, there, there's no fun for me. Happy medium. Drunk. There's there's no like oh yeah I'm happy go lucky I'm drunk. No, it's either I'm drinking and sober, and then I am. Absolutely washed. What do yeah. you weigh? What is your See, weight? His fiance, by the way, is sitting over there looking at us, cracking up because she knows she's had to babysit you a couple of times. I can tell. Oh, yeah, I've also had to babysit her though. She weighs fifty-five pounds. Also, <laughs> combined weight, soaking wet, they're almost one hundred and thirty. 
Yeah, well, I'm not the biggest fella, so... Uh, Mitchell asked what your weight was exactly. Tell everybody, tell the world. Last time I weighed, I think I was 138, I think, uh, last time I weighed. That's pushing it. It must have been after a big meal. It must have been after a meal, and you needed a shit, for sure. Oh, he yeah. was trying to bump up a weight class to make, make weight for a fight. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. But, you, uh, you have two levels. It's either... Blake ain't drinking, or it's say it again, Connor. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those. Such uh, a bad. That, uh, that was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I got caught a, in the crossfire of that, that was, one. <sighs> Me and Connor talked about that this week. Me and Connor were out white perch fishing out on Taylor's, and every time he would like catch something or say something, I'd be like, "Say it again, Connor." And yeah, that's not my proudest moment. And yeah, I wasn't even we were, there, but the backstory basically. I enjoyed. Yeah, so it was that. it was my uh, it was my bachelor party. We were in Fort Worth, and uh, I'm going to sound like a real asshole. And in yeah, this as story, you were. So okay, alcohol does that right. to some people. But uh, we were in Fort Worth at my bachelor party. We were hanging out at the stockyards, and you know everybody just had a little bit too much to drink. And I walk in the kitchen, and him and another buddy of mine, Connor, were just at each other's throats from across the kitchen, just yelling at each other. And I just walk in and I just hear Bortles over there. Say it again, Connor. Say it again. Come on, you won't. Yeah. And I was like, "What he the hell said is it going again. on?" And he said it again, and they started throwing hands at one another. Yeah, it was I, bad news bears. I I woke up the next morning and I had to ask them, "Did Connor beat my ass last night?" Because I was. I, I'm pretty sure I had a black eye. He did. He struck you multiple times and to the right eye. I, <laughs> and I have no recollection of what what really had happened that night so anyway so so after a after a, a very brief break right there let's uh let's pick up where we left off because i don't think we got we gave the proper justice to just how big of an asshole you were being that night like yeah um so during this time i, I come in the room and i see that two of my dear friends are just at each other's throats and um so I, I'm obviously wanting to, you know, kind of ease the tension a little bit and walked in there and we're in a house that we rented. So, you know, I'm not trying to tear the place up. And um, I looked at my buddy, Nate, and I said, hey, man, you you grab Connor and, uh, you know, I'll grab Blake and let's let's separate them or at least get him out of the house. And he's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I go over there and I kind of grabbed Blake and I kind of hugged him and he was extremely intoxicated. So he didn't want to listen to anything I had to say. And I was like, hey, man, like, calm down. We're good. We're good. And he was, you know. I'm trying to get, get him on the up and up, and he seemed to be responding very briefly until I realized that Nathan didn't go and grab Connor, and he's right over my shoulder in Blake's face, like, what's up, motherfucker? What's up? Like, say it again. Like, they're both just getting at each other's throats, and then he tried to, Blake tried to make a move at Connor, and I just kind of, like, wrapped him up, and we, like, wrestled down to the floor, and Blake's, like, on top of me, ready to just start wailing on me for no reason, for trying to hold him back, and I was like, please stop. Did it go like this? Surprise, motherfucker. No, it was it was not. I was not surprised whatsoever. This is not the first time uh, me and my friends have gotten extremely drunk and tried to fight one another. I think. Gotten to a thing of fisticuffs? Yeah, Connor and Nathan do it on the regular pretty much, but maybe a first time for you, huh? It was. It was the first time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was the first good, time that I tried fighting my best friend. Yeah, yeah we. Was... I let him up like. Well, I say I let him up. He was on top of me. He pretty much let me up off the ground. And I said, you know what? Y'all fucking kill each other. I don't care. And they just, they they did. They fought right there. Fist fought in the kitchen of this Airbnb. We probably lost a deposit on that. It wasn't, I don't even know how it, how I got into the mix. Because somebody did something to Connor. And then Connor came in the room and immediately blamed me. So, 
I I got pissed because he blamed me, and then it just fucking went up from there. So, dude, everybody, I think if you're if you're a true friend, you got to get in at least a giant argument or fisticuffs. I mean, hell, me and Mitch been fisticuffs. He threw a beer through my sheetrock, and mm-hmm. you know what? We're great friends. Why'd you do that? I was being a jackass, friends, but also he was an idiot. Friends so. fight, man. That's just friends part fight. Of it. Like we don't have to go into details. He threw a beer through my. He threw a beer through the wall, like I'm talking like a five, five six foot. Like he was away from the wall and hummed it through the wall, and I went, "You motherfucker!" I tried, I tried to fight him one time as an adult. Uh, he caught me smoking a cigarette one time and uh, just shamed me in front of all my friends. Under I tried age, to fight him, young. and I, I, he smacked me around a little bit, kind of asserted his dominance, and I, I think I cried. That's fine. <laughs> Hey, if you want to sponsor us on Crustables, y'all are awesome. Is that was that completely defrosted or no? No, it was frozen solid. That was crunchy. But um, anyway, yeah, Blake, we've um, we've had a lot of good times with you. Most of the times, you never remember, especially in the rent house. And uh, well, you're I, always really good at that, like not remembering. Because yeah, I never remember. Uh, it's probably a good thing. But me and bachelor parties, man, we just don't mix very well. It's yeah. uh it's the history of me and bachelor parties are are not Thank you, there's Susanna. no upside. There's no upside to me and bachelor parties. My favorites are the videos that like I wake up to the next day and I have a bunch of Snapchats from the night before and it's like Blake walking wall to wall in the hotel hallway, just uh, bouncing like a fucking pinball. Dude, I have a damn good time. I'm I'm a very, <laughs> yeah. We almost had you. So on my bachelor party, this is three years ago. Blake, he was almost to the point of almost where he would do anything. And we, uh, all of us, the whole group, we do how much compensation would it take for you to do a certain deal? Usually it's an outrageous deal, but we're like, how much compensation, Bortles, to roll, like we're on Canyon Lake, roll down the hill, go like, it's like a clear shit, like cliff, like fall off, hit some cactus, go all the way to the, like rocks and cactus rocks right? cactus not like good, not good terrain to it was rolling. like 100 yards yeah. roll and i was like yeah. that was our compensation he was like i'll do it for 500 <laughs> and then well, i was like he's fucking dumb there's 12 of us so we all coughed up cash like right there and that was the first time i've ever seen a compensation not actually go through with money get thrown on the table so you pooched that also, boys. Yeah, You've yeah. pooched some compensations yourself there, Porter. I because think all of us have pooched. Uh, well, you know what Porter does? He says, you, we'll give him some ridiculous task. Like, how much compensation for you to strip naked right now, walk through the marsh all the way back to the boat ramp, and hitchhike all the way back to Hampshire? And he's like, 500 bucks. <laughs> and we look at each other, and we're like, hey, we could we could put together 500 bucks. And he's like, nah. House note. He's like, nah. Nah, I'm, I'm good, though. <laughs> No, Good. the last time I was real serious about one was the one where Mitch wanted me to swim across Toledo Bend, and I said 400 cash, and he would not give it to me. No, I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like, dude, you won't do it. I'm like, dude, I, I will, I had it. I will literally it jump out of this boat and swim. Because, I mean, hell, half the way, the lake was low. I could have walked, like, a mile of it. Yeah, that's a good uh, – that's a, that's a fun practice. Do that with your friends. Yeah. You'll get some exciting answers. Yeah, just – Go up to your mom, dad, sister, brother, friend, grandma, grandpa. Say, how much compensation would it take for you 
to shave the dog and glue it to your face. I mean, something as simple as that. And simple go as out, that. Yeah. Simple as that. And then go out in public and then, like, join a mariachi band. You know, that it just gets... You will find your compensations getting very, very ridiculous, though. Yeah, that's what and we need to do. What, that's just what happens. We need to base our... We play... Um, these past couple of years, we started playing a, a Bayou Dragon Fantasy Football League. We need to base our punishment off of these compensations that we do. Mm. That actually that interesting, dude. A marsh walk would not be a bad one for this year's no, fantasy. It, lo- loser. it would not. Gosh, I hope oh. that the loser is not sitting at this table. Is all I have to say. And there's a good chance if he is, it's you. Short legs. It's not going to be me, dude. I promise you I will not lose. I just freaking, in the draft, just pick the top candidate for each position, so I, I have no idea how yeah, that, do, so. I was like, I like college football. I think NFL football is trash, unless you're Tom Brady, because he's a saint among just normal people. He's handsome. He can't, he can't hold a candle to Jameis Winston. He's oh, my. The crab leg stealer? <laughs> the crab leg stealer. If anyone doesn't know that James Winston stole snow crab legs in a public market, (laughs) go ahead and Google it because that son of a bitch did. That is a factual statement. If that's any indication on how my season's going to go, I'm probably going to lose. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) I do not stand behind James Winston. (laughs) I I like James Winston because he eats crab. It's like he also steals it. Yeah. Well, fellas, do you all have any – Anything set in stone traveling this year? I don't think we've talked yeah, about that. Yeah, dude. My wife. What do you mean? So mad after listening. To does she listen to this? Hate me. Does yeah, she wife? listens to the podcast. Oh, okay, my um, wife does not. My wife is going to be really, um, really upset with me this year. I think um, I'm going to have to to spoil her a little bit uh, in the in the coming months. Do what I do. Don't. <laughs> well, any any advice would be much appreciated um, because. To start out the month of November, we're heading up north for two full weeks. Um, coming home for, I, I think, between then and my next trip, I have another week or two. And then we're heading to Central Texas. Uh, we'd go shoot Whitetail. And then from there, uh, heading a little farther into North Texas Lubbock. slash West Texas, wherever Lubbock's at. Uh, yeah, that's like west yeah kind of farther out west that's um, in the middle of nowhere yeah so there yeah. for a couple of days and then as soon as i get back from there uh, i've got a day spent at the house and then heading back up north again for another week and a half and after that we're uh, once i make it back i guess we're just hunting local so um but yeah she's she's definitely gonna be uh upset yeah that's the same thing with me. We're going to Montana for two weeks, come home, hunt here. But the good thing is around the Montana trip is November, Warhola. So the guy we had on episode six, I think. Episode six, five, six, whatever it was. I'll take your word on six. Warhola, Captain Ryan Warhola. He, I can't remember if he, last year, the year before last, he won. There's a giant Texas Coast Wahoo fishing tournament. And uh, he won it, and he fishes it. And the tournament starts in November. It's November, December, January. And so it'll be go hunt, come back. He'll probably be like, hey, leave him for two days. Let's go catch some wahoo. Go offshore, come back, work for a day or two, leave, go hunting again. I'll tell my wife starting in September 10th, I'll be like, I'll see you in February. 
See, and we're like months, we're months out from these trips. And when they arise, like you, you don't, you can't say no, you know, like you don't just, Hey, you want to go on this 72 foot, $6 million boat with me for a couple of days? I'm not going to say no. There's, there's, there's very, there's, there's probably nothing you could tell me to not go on that trip. You know what I mean? Like I didn't tell so my wife, go. That, I didn't tell my wife this week. I've already bought everything to go to the masters again next April. She has no clue, <laughs> but I'm going for a week in April. I'm to, glad she doesn't watch this podcast. I'm staying. Yeah, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm good. I can say whatever I want, but I'm going flying out. I'm going to Savannah, Georgia. So if y'all are in Savannah, Georgia next year around the Masters time, let's meet up. Let's go to Hooters, you know. <laughs> doesn't John Daly own the Hooters in Savannah, Georgia? Not Savannah. Uh, I don't know. No, it's not Savannah. I thought, I thought he did, like, no, in that area. it's not Savannah. Oh, it's, sorry. it's in Augusta. Dude, I was Augusta, so right. and he doesn't own it. He just he rents out. We went and met him. He rents out like the parking lot, and this year it was pissing rain. And he was over there signing autographs, drinking Miller Lite, you know, having a good old time. And when we played that golf tournament with uh, for the Two Moon, me and Rance were partners, and he was like, "Let's turn on some music, man." He started playing this music, and it was. It was beautiful. I was like, dude, who, who the hell is this? He's like, this is John Daly, man. I was like, no <laughs> shit. Dude, the motherfucker's got some good music. It was dude, beautiful. He's great at golf. His son's great at golf. He has a voice of an angel. I mean, he I drinks know. only beers and Diet Cokes. and S- Smokes about 36 cigarettes per 18. See, I've known I've known few a few men that can just thrive on just being drunk every day like my papaw chick lived until he was like 112 years old and he drank a full 24 pack of milwaukee's best every single day i'm like what's your secret and he's like hey you gotta drink that milwaukee please drink that old milwaukee please mitch if you won't tell the story i will about chick and the elk in the pepper garden oh, oh god dude this is please this tell is me crazy oh, i don't too. know the full like in detail but there's a a local high fence ranch out here in Hampshire. Frank and Rose, that was actually my uncle. The um, <laughs> he had some elk, uh, or it was elk, or it was elk. It was elk. It was elk. It was it elk. Was elk. Yeah. It was so he cow. had some bull elks and, and cow elks on there, and they he had a a break in his fence, and some of them got out. And my neighbor had one of them um, eaten in his garden in the backyard, and he just shot his ass <laughs> right there in the backyard. <laughs> what? So I remember. So this this chick there. Uncle, grandfather, well, whatever we, y'all call we, we have a We have, like, a kind of tight uh, community around, you know, Hampshire. You know, I've got I've got people that I call uncle or papa or papa yeah. or whatever, but they're not blood-related to me. They've just been around, so, you know, forever. And I've, and I've known Chick for a long time growing up with y'all, and he only wore denim, mm-hmm. right? And he had Milwaukee's best. He'd put it in his front pocket, and he would use a straw to sip, like, he didn't have any teeth. He had no teeth, and he would sit there, even on a tractor. He'd have Milwaukee's Best with a straw drink through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just remember Travis, their daddy, if you are watching this, I'm pointing to each side of me. Their daddy. Chick calls and goes, Travis, there's a goddamn elk in my pepper garden. <laughs> and Travis is like, there's no elk in your pepper garden. And he's like, swear to God. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I bu- and I – I might be exaggerating the story, and I'm saying just a hair. He shot the elk while he was on the phone with y'all's dad, and Travis drove 200 yards down the road over to Chicks, and 
there was a cow elk chilling in the pepper garden. Dude, he now, shot it with like a two seventy. I want to say um now I I don't know I might just be maybe I dreamed this or something but didn't we go bowling one night and we were driving we would we have a pecan orchard at the house and it's like. Uh, coming down the road, we would like take it as a shortcut. We'd drive through the orchard and we'd pull up behind the house. Didn't we come in one night? We were like bowling or something. We had like a family night and we pulled in the orchard and that cow ran out in front of us. I don't remember it running out in front of us, but he was in the pasture one day when mom and dad were building the house. And uh, I don't know. I think there was multiple of. Uh, like there was two. two. There's two, two that got off. Yeah. Yeah. Frank. I don't know if that was the one he shot or not. It was so funny because Frank. It's like months later, I go, my, so my uncle, Frank, was the one that lost these elk. And he's a he's the dentist over here in our hometown. And he uh, he was sitting there, and he's like working on my teeth. He's like, damn, uh, we had a big storm that came in. That's what knocked his fence down. He's like, I lost three of my elk, like two cows and a bull. And I'm like, and he's like, if you see him, you know, just let me know. And I'm like, you're not going to lie. Well, no, no, I already knew. The week before that chick had shot one, <laughs> and I didn't say shit. I was just like, I was like, Frank, one of your cows are dead. I will say this: that is the only f- I would, I'd be willing to bet a large amount of money that that's the only elk that's been killed free range in Hampshire, Texas, for sure. I, oh yeah, you yeah. can put all the money on that in the I, world. I would, <laughs> I would definitely. Chick will, and probably for a long time, hold the title of the only. Uh, Free range elk killed in Hampshire, Texas. Yeah, because Southeast Texas, East Texas, we are not known for <laughs> no. killing big deer, big whitetail. Like, no, you can you can kill you can kill some big whitetail. You, you can kill some, but not not like when you go to you know South West, Texas, West South Texas. Texas. Yeah. So anyway, if anybody around here sees a fucking elk walking <laughs> through the backyard, I don't care. They're they're shooting at it. No matter what they've got. Can you imagine? Now, I'll say this. You said the bull got off. Did he get the bull back, or did it just just never? No, I guarantee it probably went down Cragen Road, and either a Broussard, a Hatcher, or a Crowder shot that son of a bitch. Some, tell a soul. Somebody a, harvested that elk, yeah, and it no. is on someone's mantle. Like, can you imagine a bull elk walking up? And, like, you, you walk out with your coffee, you know, and you're in the, in the Dukes, maybe, one, after, one early <laughs> morning, and you're just sipping your coffee on the back porch, and there's a fucking massive, I mean, Boone and Crockett bull. Just... Surprise, motherfucker. Just, just looks at him, you look at him, and he goes, Surprise, motherfucker. Dude. <laughs> I, there's a uh, right by y'all, actually right down the road from y'all right now. There's an axis that's been there for like two years, and he's he's hanging out with just this herd of cattle over off of a club, I believe it's Club Road off of East Hampshire. It's uh or Gallier Road actually. I think it's called Gallier Road. There's a giant axis buck that's been hanging out there, and he makes me. Like we were talking about earlier, like we have that thought of, you know. Uh, he makes you want to just uh, break the law. Do something illegal. Yeah, he makes me want to act up because that dude is a sure enough. Like I have buddies that have game cams on that damn fence, and they're like, look at this damn elk. I'm like, or not elk, axis. I'm like, dude, that is a sure enough axis. Yeah. They, there's, a, there's a surprising amount of people in our area in Hampshire that have uh, a lot of high fence axis. Uh, right by the high school, there's a guy that's got like a, a pretty substantial herd. I mean, I'd I'd say probably sixty deer. What do you mean? But shit, old Griffith and then right Griffith there. Griffith is right across the street. Yeah. I mean, I've bottle fed Axis Axis deer at his house. He has I elk, stag, Axis, fowler, whitetail, 
And um, he probably has dick dicks, honestly. (laughs) I don't know if y'all have ever noticed right behind my house off 365. I mean, 50 yards behind my house, the high fence starts. He's probably got a herd of 50 axis back there. There's that lady, too, that vet that lives by y'all that has them zebras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't let. All kinds of stuff. Do not let that escape. (laughs) Because <laughs> somebody's going to shoot it. Like, people are like, oh, dude, that's like eating a horse. It's like I eat Taco Bell. I've I would a, eat a zebra. I've got a pretty funny about a zebra uh, story okay. about a zebra. I was, see, I think it was like three years ago. I went to the uh, deer lease with my cousins on my dad's side. And when we got there, it's a low fence uh, over in San Angelo, Texas is where it's at. And uh, when we got there, I think three or four of us came. I don't even know the other guys. But they told us when we got there, hey, man, I'm just letting you all know that there's a four or five zebras that are on this property. And um, if you see one, shoot it. And I was like, y'all are all full of shit. I said, there's not zebras on this property. It's it's a low-fence ranch. Or, like, there's no way. Well, sure enough, one morning we got drunk that night. The next morning we woke up, and uh, old boy – he was like, hey, y'all want to ride? We're, I'm going to pull the game camera uh, cards and check them. And I was like, nah, you know, we're all hungover. I don't want to ride with you. Well, 10 minutes later, he didn't make it out the back door. Boom. We're thinking all in there, like, oh, maybe he shot a pig or something. The freaking screen door flings open and hits the wall. He's like, I just shot the zebra. Y'all get in the buggy. I just shot the zebra. <laughs> and we're like, you are full of shit. And he's like, I'm fucking serious. Load up. So we loaded up, and sure enough, dude, this dude shot a full-grown-ass zebra. <laughs> and we field-dressed a fucking zebra right there. Did you eat it? And we ate the backstrap that night. How, How was it? How and did that taste? It was honestly pretty good. Uh, it tasted nothing like nothing I've ever tasted before. It, you kind of feel weird eating it because you're like, fuck, I'm kind of eating a horse, you know? But I well, I just I just pinch. think of the movie dude. Racing Stripes and the the flies and this dude straight up killed a zebra. Ebony <laughs> and I what for was me. Uh, what was his reasoning for wanting to to get those zebras out of there? I mean, were they tearing shit up or like? No, he just said that they've been there for. He said they've been there for years, and every time they see them, they don't have a gun. So, it, like, it was just like growing over the years. Like, I want to kill one of these things. Like, they're they're haunting hey, what, is me. It what, I, does, did he ever tell you like how they ended up out there? Or no, all we they can, just kind of all we can there? assume. Is, all we can assume is they got out of a high fence right. and just is that a darker around. darker meat than that than the zebra? No, it wasn't. It was it was it was just regular. I would say look like venison. But yeah, it's kind of like kind of like a red. Like a I mean, are they really? I, I mean, because we'll probably get hounded for this one. I don't know. I I'll probably so. So I've never done research on like. What are they closely related to? Are they cr- are they related to a horse? Or are they related to a deer, an antelope? I don't. I, I'd go. I'd go as far as to say that a zebra is an equine. Equine for sure. Equine. Yeah. yeah. yeah I a, mean, they look like it. I mean, what, what about bovine creatures? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they might be. I mean, I've like zebras aren't like off of my list of like what I would kill. I mean, there's abundance of them in Africa. They like they want you to hunt them. Um, like, I don't want to kill a lion. I don't want to kill a giraffe. But, like, if a zebra came out in front of me, it's like, bro. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm about you, to put you in a Crunchwrap Supreme, boy. I, mean, like, I, I get I get the whole, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't kill these these majestic creatures like giraffes and lions and zebras and all that stuff. But, like, after educating myself on the positive 
the positive things that come out of that for uh, the communities and and you know the the money that surrounds those creatures. Like let's say lions, for example. Like you know if you if you've got a lion that's like terrorizing your herd and like you know killing cattle and stuff and like killing that, people. If there's not if there's not money to be made off of that, then it serves it. It has no value. So why would you keep it around? They'd want to kill as many lions as possible. But since there are people that pay a lot of money to go and kill lions, you know, they're a conserved resource, you know, yeah. and there there's a lot of, you know, positives that come out of people that want to go and kill lions. You know, it, it helps to bolster the community and to spring it forward. So I, I advocate for that shit highly now. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, there was one like a few years back. I remember this like doctor, rich doctor shot this lion and people were like, this gave him hell shooting this lion he's like he paid he paid his dues he had the right paperwork he did everything he needed to and they're like it killed seven villagers it's like okay yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. i mean yeah, okay ramsey russell uh said something the other day that stuck with me i think they're, they're just people that aren't hunters that just would sleep better at night knowing that lions and giraffes are not being killed they but, don't know and they, they kill know, each other they're they don't ignorant, know any ignorant yeah, they don't know any more than that. They just, you know, they stay in their safe little homes and they've got it good. They live in a first world country where they don't have to deal with any of these things. And we're blessed to, to have the same thing, you know, but. Yeah, we have first world problems, you know, <laughs> but, like you I'm know, almost out of a Miller Lite, Susanna. Can you find me another one in my fridge? Yeah. So, but like for, <laughs> for, for those types of people. It's in the back on the bottom. For those types of people, like, you know, they, they don't know. And they're just ignorant, you know, there's, it's not, you could argue with them over it, but it would, it would, there's no point really. Yeah, I, I would go as far to say, like, people that, that are the ones that are, oh, you can't kill lions, you can't kill this or that, like, they don't give a shit if the lion killed three kids the night before. You won't hear them say nothing about that, but no, they but sure as hell post a fucking picture of the lion. Yeah. Like, oh, you killed, like. That's where I would on. like to have, um, I, I, I can't remember and also get butchered, uh, that, that Kendall Jones girl, she Oh yeah, what was a lion giraffe? It was something. Yeah, she did a um, multiple. She did a safari hunt, and she had, you know, she was going to school. I think in like uh, Texas Tech or something, and so she was kind of a thank you for a for a college uh, college age person. You know, she kind of was a little bit higher profile, and then she was also a hunter, and she got flamed for it for doing yeah. some safari hunting for and having everything correct and legal, and you know. It had a purpose. That's what, as long as you go out hunt with a purpose, you know, you're either like obeying the laws or you're filling the limits that need to be filled, you know, your conservation and you're eating or like over there, like they kill, like if someone does kill a giraffe, it's like, oh, that whole village is eating for a week. Like yeah. you and, just fed 80 people. And, and here's the thing, like no matter what, uh, if you're a hunter and you're going to go and hunt, like even us, like just going and hunting waterfowl or, you know, even as far as to say somebody like going and doing safari hunts, like you, you don't have to necessarily be, you know, say, oh, I really want to contribute. So I'm going to go and do this hunt. Like, no, if you want to go hunt and that's what you want to do and you have the money and you're capable, then yeah, great. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be based on the fact that you want the conservation aspect of it, but there are the way that uh, our establishments have position themselves you can't hunt without contributing whether you know it or not and there's so many hunters like every every hunter now like the and this was just something that i recently learned uh ramsey russell on a on a podcast i listened to of his you know shared that 
you know, with the federal duck stamp. And, you know, we've talked about it before when you buy your hunting licenses, all of the, a lot of the money that goes into that goes back into conservation. And a lot of hunters don't even realize it, but they're contributing, you know? So it's the same way with those safari hunts. You pay a lot of money, but you're contributing back into conservation. And some of those places over there, like that's the only way they receive any outside, like, uh, I w- uh, like income, I guess. Like you're bringing tourists in from outside to this place or their country where there's nothing but that. Yeah. So, I mean, it helps those areas out a lot more because if that wasn't there, you know, you don't know what, I mean, there's just no nothing else for them. All the there, you know? safari hunts that I've ever heard of people going on, like shooting, the, you know, lions, giraffe, anything like that, the meat's all donated to local villages and all that. So it's all for, you know, a purpose, like y'all said. Yeah. I, I, now, I, I would venture to say that the people who are going on these safari hunts are probably pretty wealthy, extremely wealthy. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't think that they necessarily would be meat hunters. You know what I mean? They probably have a, a lot of opportunity and, uh, you know, are able to put themselves in situations to, you know, harvest a lot of animals, and that's what they like to do as trophy hunters. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've heard the same thing, you know, that whenever they somebody goes and kills a, a water buffalo or, you know, a giraffe or a zebra or something like that, that that goes back to the community as well. Yeah, it's like in Argentina. My uncle just got back. Um, well, he went last month, and they go dove hunting and duck hunting, and, you know, the limits down there are outrageous. And after they shoot, there's 10, 12 people shooting 50 dove a piece or whatever it is. They go, you make a big pile, and then the local villagers or wherever you're hunting, they line up, you give them a bird or two, and they go back and get them back in the line. They just go through, and it's like, I'm feeding. I'm feeding a family. I'm feeding a family. I'm Because yeah. you're not, I mean, down here, I mean, dove season just opened for us, and, uh, like, we don't, we take that shit for granted. Like, yeah. people down there are like, Oh, you just shot some dove? Boy, let me eat, yeah. boy. Yeah, for us, it's like, it's not necessarily a need, you know. Um, but if it were, you know, if, if we were in a circumstance like, you know, a, a lesser uh, wealthy country, um, I don't know if we could sustain that need just based on hunting. But, like, down there in Argentina, they are, they're in that situation, but they are covered up in birds. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's... Uh, all, I've seen a lot of videos. I've talked to a lot of people who have gone down there and hunted. And they say it's it's as fast as you can. They have people like to uh, as they fast as you can shoot. Shotgun. They have guys have down there shotguns. with their with. They have an extra shotgun for you, and they have guys with their fingers taped up. And all you do is turn your shotgun to the side, and they'll load mm-hmm. some in the tube for you. And you melting barrels, melting barrels, just melting barrels like that. And then like, I mean, you just like mosquitoes out there, dude. They're just uh, you can't. You shoot until you just don't feel like shooting anymore. I don't know if I could bring the amount of shells I would need to make. Oh, a hunt. hey, they you, got them. You'd be buying them. I mean, imagine three days of that. How many? Yeah. How many shells are you going to go? Through? Your shoulder would be pulverized. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd shoot at least like ten times. Tenderized. That goes back to <laughs> that goes back to what I was saying earlier about that. For them, there's value in those birds because there are people who are willing to go down there and pay a lot of money to take those trips. Talking about dove hunting. Um, I just want to give out one of our biggest followers and one day I will meet you. His Instagram name is max, the black 23 and his, I don't know if his name, I don't know how that works. The tag or whatever HB, the juice. He has been every Wednesday shotgunning beers for the dragons. 
and I appreciate the shit out of it. Dragon yeah, I, I Wednesday, Dragon Wednesday, dude. Absolutely love this guy. And he just he's we messaged back and forth, and uh, he's like, man, y'all inspired me to start hunting. You know, he just did his first like dove hunt, I believe, this past week. Of course, wearing a dragon hat, awesome. Just like the photo, actually, and. I mean, you can't mention him without mentioning the phenomenal mustache that he has. Oh, fantastic! As a mustache. true connoisseur myself, I want to extend uh, to you my congratulations on that stash. I know you've probably got to carry around a big stick just to beat the women off of you. I got to <laughs> do it myself, but I, I love it. I'll, <laughs> HB the juice. I'll just I'll see that and there'll be a video, and I'm like, I know exactly what this is, especially if it's Wednesday because he is shotgunning alcohol for us. Oh yeah. Dragon Wednesdays. I see him on my For You page every Wednesday. I love it. I love it. And we appreciate you. I know you'll appreciate the little bit of a shout-out we gave you. And just keep going. Like, Hey, and, and real quick, while we're, while we're on the train of, of shouting out followers, we've had a guy, man, he's been keeping up with us. And I see him in all the live streams. He comments on all the YouTube videos. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you'll be watching this. Dr. Shorey, or Dr. Shorey. <laughs> This guy, man, I love this guy. We've been talking back and forth, and we really appreciate the support, man. So shout out to you, Mr. Shorey. Oh, Shorey. Oh, Shorey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, um, we have our hunting season's coming up. We got only got seven days, less than seven days now. Seven days. We got alligator season starting up on the 10th. We have teal season starting up on the 10th. All, all this south of I-10. And, uh super pumped up for that i got too much shit to do and not enough time yeah so i know we haven't had much to shut up blake (laughs) we haven't even um (laughs) you you, oh god you have you have you moved into your house actually no i'm moving in the 15th okay so shut up yeah all right so mitchell just the beginning of teal season i gotta move that's not the beginning the 15th that's five days after start so mitchell (laughs) just moved shut up and uh, Porter's just being a bully. <laughs> Mitchell just moved into a house this week. How does it feel to be out of mid trash county? It feels great, man. Um, I told myself I loaded up the U Haul in Mid County and I looked at that U Haul and I said, This is probably one of the happiest days of my life <laughs> leaving Mid County. I uh, did not have very good experience living there, did not enjoy the area nor uh, anything about it. So I'm very I mean, happy uh, to be back in Hampshire. We've, we've heard uh, how just non-passionate you were about that area on a previous episode and like we've met we have some good friends from mid-county and i mean hell your wife's from mid-county so we can't talk too much shit but also just the general area though trash the general area is trash especially after growing up out here but you know at the time it was a good move to do that and now i got my house built uh, my forever house out in hampshire and I'm, i'm very happy to be back you know, yeah. I did see that um, yeah, there are some like-minded people that are born and raised in Mid-County. We had somebody, one of our Mid-County followers commented on there, and he said, I agree, this place is garbage. <laughs> well, garbage is probably a common term they use because there's a group of them. I think they have a, <laughs> and I might have said this on the one I was talking about, Mid-County. They have a group of people out there. They get together, and they 
they have a like a whiteboard and they write, all right, we're going to get this trash, this kind of trash, and they'll go and ride around and they throw it in people's yards. What do you think they call themselves? I don't know. So well, they've got a name. They're very, um, they're under the radar. Elusive. Uh, they're very elusive. Trash pandas. But they'll yeah. ride around and there's just something new in your yard every day out there, whether it be just syringes. It, it could be anything. Syringes, McDonald's wrappers, you know, diapers, whatever, diapers. The elusive uh, mid county trash. Diapers were the diapers were a um, popular item for them for sure. That yeah. was definitely a weekly thing on their whiteboard. You know, so I know they were, they were grown. Uh, they, there was not baby poop in the diapers. I actually picked one up in your yard one day and and threw it in the trash for you. But I was curious. I opened it up. It was grown. <laughs> it was grown adult uh, human poop. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably actually dog shit. But um, it is time to reveal yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're calling you out. Mid-county. Yeah, we're calling you out. Stop shitting in diapers, Mid County. Um, we're gonna lose all Mid County fans after this. But you know what? Who cares? Um, it had to be said. It had to be said. What's funny? <laughs> we was, need justice. Well, it's funny the other day when we're helping Mitchell move into his house way before Blake's moving into his house. Um, we're moving to his house, and he's like, "Man, dude, I, I just hate Mid County. It's just trash," you know. And what's funny was three of the people helping him move in to his house were Mid-County, you know, folks. No, I'm not saying the people are trash, man. They've got some really good people in Mid-County. I've made quite a few friends, you know, but, you know, there's also some some bad ones out there, too, that I don't care for. But Yeah, you know, I, I wish I could. That's everywhere, though. I wish I could think of that guy's name off that TikTok. If I could, I would just call him a piece of trash right here. Nah, dude, there's just so much shit over there that I didn't like. Just because it had his name said, blah, 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 Nederland. And I was like... No wonder why you just talk shit. <laughs> just that's not everybody in Nederland. I'll say the same thing. I, I've met, I've made some really. Isn't good your wife friends. from Nederland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's from Nederland. Yeah, I mean, we, so we're yeah. we're talking shit on all of Mid County, but it. What's funny is, I mean, hell, I mean, I guess technically my well, my wife's from Port Acres, so never mind. Let's not even talk about that. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. Yeah, that's, that's bad news. There's so there, much boy. meth and everything there. It's just not good. Uh, if you find yourself in Port Acres, <laughs> you reevaluate. I took, I took what my you're be- doing. I took my beautiful wife out of Port Acres, brought her here to she's Hampshire. A, she's a transplant. <laughs> she's a transplant. She thoroughly cherishes Hampshire. Like Texas. One of those, one of those, um, one of those kids that you know that's just from like a th- that that in and of itself is a third world country over here. <laughs> <laughs> you take them and you you just gave her a better life. It, what's great though is my whole family is from Port Acres, so like we just kind of moved a little bit sooner than her so i'm like how how's this high living she's like you were just out here <laughs> like i'm gonna tell you if you ever find yourself at the boat launch under 73 bridge down there you'll uh run into quite a few homeless down there they have like a a tent city set up tent down village there. yeah i've been there and done that dude they have like i mean electricity ran to those but tents yeah, down they, there, i'm telling you they can fry catfish under that bridge i'm telling you right now if you catch anything bring it there they'll fresh cook it right there it's like a nice like restaurant if you went to cabo san lucas go to the bridge underneath 73 <laughs> so blake now that we're past the point uh so you're about to move in a house and i guess you're kind of excited right so Blake bought uh <laughs> right. Blake just, Blake just recently bought a house that was previously owned uh by one of our uh, elementary teachers. school computer, computer teachers. Yep. Her name is Miss Weed. Hey, yes. shout out Miss Weed. She drove a she still drives a moped. Drove a moped drives still. Yeah, you're right. She still drives a moped all around town. I remember showing up to school 
And, uh, you know, we'd stop at the four-way, and there's, like, a line for drop-off, and here comes Miss Weed. Peggy is her name. Peggy Weed. Weed. She would pull up in that moped, and she always had the most phallus-looking helmet. It looked like a just a shaft on her head. I'm not even going to lie to you. And she would pull up and whip that helmet off, and I... Does Miss, she have a mullet still? Miss Weed still has a mullet. To this day, she looks the exact same as she looked when we were in uh, elementary school. A true Dude. unicorn, that Miss Weed. Is, she was great. And I love that me and Ryan Leger would always walk in. She's a huge... I don't uh, know if she's... Chicago Bears. She's Chicago a, Cubs fan. Chicago Cubs. 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 She's a Cubs fan. At the house right now that she still lives in and I own, um, <laughs> there is Chicago Cubs memorabilia everywhere. Dude, everywhere. she was a huge... She, I remember that wall. She had like a thirty foot wall, and it just had Sammy Sosa on it. Dude. So like me and Leje would walk in and be like, "This is back in the air," you know. It's like, dude, like we have Biggio and Bagwell and Berkman, all like you know, we're just talking Astros with her, and she's like, Sosa. The whole house is Sosa. these bitches Chicago, love Sosa, man. Chicago Cubs and the Dixie Chicks. Big Dixie Chicks fan. Yeah, well, but shout out to Miss Weed, man. Shout out, Miss Weed. Weed. Thank man. you for selling Blake your house, Miss Weed. Thank you for yep. providing me with the best memories of playing I Spy on my computer in your class. Thank you for teaching me how to play Snood. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Snood, Snood, and that that pinball game that everybody that was born in '94 knows that I don't even the spacecraft the spacecraft the space astronaut pinball game mm-hmm. I see that game space and I think cadet that reminds me of the 90s yeah same with Sammy Sosa yeah but I'm looking forward to moving in you know I've been renting my whole life so finally getting a house to settle into it's in Green Acres right in the heart of Finette so it's a great area to be and I'm excited yeah it's not a bad area it's not Hampshire but it's not bad I mean but you had to stay close to your in-laws because your wife Definitely wears the pants in the relationship. Ain't that right, Susanna? I would agree. Um, I would also. She's just shaking her head, yes, over there. As long as I've known, Bortles, um, he never seems to wear a belt. (laughs) Actually, he's never, like, so he was in my wedding. He didn't wear a belt. It's weird. Um, I think suspenders were provided, though, if we look back on that. Yeah, you didn't wear suspenders either. You just don't suspend anything. But. No, I I think. Unfortunately, uh, I'm the only one sitting at this table that is homeless. I do not own a home. I'm still renting. Yeah, well, so, you'll get there, buddy. That's you will. Right. One oh, give me a days. little pat pat on the head. Come on, little buddy. Hello, hello buddy. buddy. Speaking of hello, buddy. Now, um, if we could get old-time Hawkeye on the podcast. Oh, gosh. Dude, hello, would, buddy. Hello, buddy. He'd be to, great. We need to fly him in. Dude, I'll fly him in. Out it, of my own pocket. And just, he's... Would you like an apple cobbler, buddy? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's watch my personal we'll have favorite. To put him right in front of the camera, so whenever like he does something, if he like he drinks those uh those Verners, yeah, so, like go uh, pops. Yeah, here, here's a cool pop, and he'll we'll have to put him right in front of the camera so he can hand him one. Here you go, hey, buddy. <laughs> let's watch a personal favorite miracle. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I love that guy, Dude, that guy's brought me out of a uh, couple of bad days. You know, yeah. I'm just scrolling on TikTok like shit, just already pissed off, and then. Well, hello, buddy. Hello, buddy. I'm like, yes. Would you is, want my turns my day around every like, time? He was the person that taught me that you can literally just put milk and Oreos, crush them up in a cup, put it in the microwave, and it makes a cake. 
I'm like, this guy is a literal genius. Yeah, I, I literally, uh, in Southeast Texas, I walk out of, off of my back porch where my backyard is like a, at this point, it's like a swamp. And I'll just build a fire and set a cast iron over it and start putting random shit in it after watching his videos. And you just say, well, hello, buddy. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. <laughs> I love There's that so much, man. There's so many. Every time I ever, so for myself and Porter, every time we call each other, um, whoever answers the phone, if I'm calling Porter, he picks up and he goes, well, hello, buddy. And if he calls me, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Dude, there's so many different, like, like people think of like all these influencers, like, like in whatever, like genre they like, like hunting, they like, you know, like Hannah Barron and Kendall Jones. And we uh, know you like Hannah Barron. I love Hannah Barron, but. We can don't we don't need to talk about that. But um like they have like their idols, but like my idols are like the old Hawkeye and the Liver King because he's insane. I I'm not <laughs> we're not gonna go into that whole conversation again. We talked about that like episode three, but I want him on the podcast so bad. I Is feel that, like he'd be pretty difficult to get now. Yeah, it's he's like pretty it, big. It he's sucks big. because like the big people are like just so out of reach. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I would love to have Liver King or Hawkeye or like like we were talking earlier about like Chase Beckham like we've talked with Chase and all that but you're starting to get big to a point yeah. where it's like don't forget about us yeah and like Chase is I'm not gonna say like I've never met him but like he we message on occasion and he's like dude I love y'all shit he's bought our stuff he reps our stuff he like will send selfies wearing Bayou Dragon stuff but it's like you want American Idol yeah like honestly I don't think that is anything because American Idol's trash, but he has made a career out of American Idol and, you know, has a pretty good voice. No, he's got a fantastic voice. And um, another guy is, like, Stale Cracker, too. Like, he he's, like, and uh, I think he's bigger even than Chase Beckham after nah, winning American Idol. We'll he's get, huge. We'll get Stale Cracker. But, uh, yeah, he, he talks to us, and I, it's, like, Stale man, Cracker. I love, love, absolutely love to have some people like that on the podcast. I think we'll, it'd be really, really fun and interesting. We'll have Still Cracker. He's cool. He has the same vibe as us. And, I mean, hell, this week I got so many screenshots of his last video he posted wearing all one of our hats. And they're like, dude, the Bayou Dragon hat. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, dude. And then one guy goes, I've never seen a rabbit clean like this, you know. And it's, it's like, I'm, I'm glad he's spreading the word of, you know, cleaning game and cooking game and all that shit. Just stuff, just stuff that, like – that's a, that's something we gotta capitalize on too. Is like just kind of like the stuff that we don't really think like, oh, uh, you know, I wouldn't film this. It's just something that we do. You know, like we just need to film everything. Yeah, we that's, just we we need a guy. That's we just why need a guy that we just pay to just be there. I've always been a, a big fan of Meat Eater, like since they started, and they do a great job of showing like catch, clean, cook, and going into the details of like everything. Yeah, we're we gonna need do to it. do more catch, gonna, clean, and cook this year. We're gonna do it. Yeah, they have a whole podcast where it's just like tri- like trivia just for uh like outdoors stuff you know if we have more than 20 people listen to this let us know if you want like aprons cooking aprons because i would not mind doing a line of bayou dragon cooking aprons that would be cool cook kiss the gator porter definitely needs to do a wahoo catch clean cook oh my gosh look okay for our for the the viewers that are still here listening uh we're doing a little bit longer of an episode you guys know, uh, in the past, we come over here and we do this podcast, Porter Cooks for us. I've said it multiple times on other episodes. He always cooks phenomenal food for us. Just tonight, we had Wahoo, just a little little bit seared. Wahoo, 
with some uh, honey soy sauce over rice with asparagus and mushrooms. It was unbelievable. And he plates it to perfection. I mean, the presentation, it's incredible. We yeah, need to, uh, we need to. Thank you. Definitely. Well, we definitely need to. One of those things, like I said, it's just stuff that we do, you know, I, I think. Yeah, I think people would find that interesting, that. Yeah. like how to cook certain fish, like, because I cook a lot of fish, a lot of offshore fish or just even inshore fish, just how it's, how to do it and how to plate it and how to, you know, do you sear this fish or do you need to bake this fish or do you need to cook it on the Blackstone, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I think between Porter and Tanner, I mean, y'all can throw down pretty good with a with a variety of different yeah, games. I agree. I'm, Absolutely. I'm more of like plating. Tanner's like, he's throwing in the garlic powders and the steak seasonings and throwing in a jambalaya. Like, he's like, okay, I just cook for 87 people. It's like, hell yeah. Tanner. Yeah, I would say he's he's good at cooking for a group, big yeah. groups. Yeah, that's uh that's something I'm really excited about for uh this year especially. You know, it feels like throughout the summer and you know kind of leading up to till season, it it almost feels like we're we're kind of in a little bit of a lull cuz we're just we're fishing, you know, kind of here and there and everybody's working and 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 trying to work as much as we can to save up in preparation for hunting season cuz we have these trips coming and a lot of our our big expenditures happen, you know, going and making these hunts happen and stuff like that, but it's all about to kind of come to a head and we prepared ourselves in a way that we can film and document and get good audio and do all this stuff. And I'm, I'm really excited for it. I think it's oh. going to be fantastic. This Dude. was, this was a big, big summer for, for the Bayou Dragons. Um, uh, as far as learning, um, I feel like y'all as a, as a group have really like hit the nail on the head with figuring out what equipment y'all need and really being able to reach out to, uh, the fans and stuff like that. Like, I feel like this this could really be a big thing. Yeah, taking some leaps, um, you know, made some more connections. We've gone and done shows. Uh, we've definitely, like you said, we've built up our arsenal as, as far as getting those kind of run-and-gun shots and footage and all that to take everybody and really put them in our world when we're doing this. And um, I'm not going to say that we're going to be, you know, just a new, like, something they've never seen before but in that regard we're going to be us and you know we bring to the table something that Fresh. nobody else does you know i, I kind of feel like everybody that that does content in this industry is you know they're they're kind of like oh you know like we we live and we die this and they're like all real serious and all that like dude fuck being serious i i go <laughs> to work man and i i'm not gonna say i hate my job but like i what do People ask me like, "What would you What would you want to do? Like, what do you want to do if you didn't have to work and like you could just choose what you want to do?" I'm like, "Dude, I want to hunt and fish every day." And they're like, "Oh, well, that's everybody wants to do that." I'm like, "Well, it's different for me because now it's it's in reach. Yeah. I can do this. Like, we I believe that we can take <coughs> what we have. What are you doing? I couldn't do it. I believe we can take what we're doing with Bayou Dragons and and you know we can actually make it happen. We're doing it on another level where we're we're filming it, we're making connections, we're networking, and we're we're showing it to everybody and and we're promoting the positivity and the good times in a different way. And so with the that's what excites me so much about it. You know, with the way that you guys are, like somebody puts a plate of food in front of y'all, hey, y'all gonna eat it. You know, like y'all taking everything that y'all got and like maximized y'all's opportunities with it, you know? And I feel like not a lot of people do that the way that y'all can. So, well, that's cherishing the moment. Yeah. 
And that's what we're trying to do, cherishing the moment. That's that's why on all these big trips are going on, like this multi, this multiple week Montana trip that we've talked about multiple times and we've talked about on this episode and that episode. Like we'll be like the whole time we'll be going live, we'll be vlogging, we'll be doing this, we'll be getting documentation, we'll be doing podcasts. We'll, and it's like we want to take you step by step. So like I want people to live through me vicariously. And I want to get to the point where, like, all my trips, I'm doing that. Yeah. And it's like, it's like even if it's just like golfing, which, like, we all golf and shit like that, is like, oh, I'm I'm going to the Masters in April. Let's document this. People enjoy that shit. Yeah, I think we're kind of getting to a point where we're not really holding ourselves to a, a standard that we think we have to. You know what I mean? Like, instead of saying, oh, well, we, you know, I have to shoot this or I have to shoot that or you know, catch this and put my video together this way or whatever. It's like, okay, look, you know, we're kind of to a point where we're saying like, if whatever we put out, let's just, let's just do it our way. And it, it's, it's working, you know, like we are sharing our lifestyle and you know, it's, it's got yeah. positive feedback. And our know? lifestyle is not, and like you said, like these other groups, I'm not going to say any names, other groups, a bunch of them out of Texas, they act like it's like, y'all don't take hunting serious. Like, this is my life. It's like, bro, chill the fuck out. Like, we're, we love to hunt. We love to fish. We love to hang out. We love to cook. We love to drink. We love to dip Copenhagen. We love to just hang. I was playing Mario Party last night with my wife. You know what? I enjoy the shit out of it. Like, like, I, like people are way too fucking serious. We don't have to talk about certain things every damn time. And I mean, we're not the type of group that the only, uh, like stuff that we're gonna put out is us going and and shooting a two hundred and fifty you know class no. freaking buck every single time like no. you know no, we don't ha- we don't one we don't have that luxury no like we go out and we hunt public and we may skunk you know like multiple times we may skunk yeah. and I think we're not afraid to put that out there like you know I think that's the beauty of it is that I I told um we're normal I told Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Austin on this uh, when I sat down with him on his podcast, the wildlife experience, just being out there with the right group of people. And we have the right group of people. Um, you you could take a day like that. You know, I can go out there and skunk and that's not going to stop me from going out the next time. Cause I have a great time being out there with you guys and it's a positive experience, man. We have fun. And so to, to see guys that almost, you know, that are in um, highly influential uh, you know, places in the hunting industry to kind of discourage you from doing that because they're so serious and you feel like you have to hold yourself to their standard. Um, it, it doesn't really sit right with me. And so, you know, for me, I, I think that we're going to, that we do a good job of showing that, you yep. know, we're out there to have a good time. And if anyone could like have a, a argument against that is Mitchell, because like, you know, Mitchell, puts together TikTok videos and shit like that, reels, Facebook reels, Instagram reels, how he wants to, how he thinks it looks cool and all that shit. And there's people in our industry, I'm going to say, I'm going to conjoin us, like, I, I don't even want to say it, influencers, but in that category. And people will hate on Mitchell or hate on us. And it's like, why would you do that? Like it's just part of it, though. It, yeah. You know, it, I mean, you do a damn good job, jam up job. You take good quality. We've, you know, we've gotten to where we are now. A bunch of it based on your videoing yeah. and video editing. And then there's people that are some not even as big as us, like with follower wise, and they're just 
haters, yeah. you know? That's what they do, man. They just talk shit, and they get, you know. It's like, y'all don't hunt. It's like. They don't have anything better to do. Yeah, they have nothing better to do, and it's just, like I said, it's it's part of, you know, once you get that kind of exposure, you're going to have that, so. Yeah, I, I, mean, would, I would take that and say to anybody that wants to, um, wants to take this and, and to really go with it, like we hit a point um, a year or two ago where we decided that we were going to do this, uh, don't be discouraged. Don't be intimidated. Do your thing. Do whatever it is that you want to do, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. And if you have people that you may feel intimidated by that are, you know, you feel like you have to hold yourself to their standard, don't. Nope. Do yeah, your I thing. Mean, I make I make videos and making baits or whatever. It goes back to that where I, I'll elaborate on just every every time you can make a, a black and blue Cinco, you know thousands and thousands of people across the United States use that. But somebody's going to have something bad to say about it. So, yeah, I mean, always. it is what it is. Like, you got to brush those guys under the table. I mean, they ain't got nothing better to do. They're sitting in their mom's basement or something. Keyboard so. Eating Cheetos, but Cheetos. Um, Blake, Jordan, Bortles, Mortal, whatever they want to call you, we do appreciate you coming on today. Um, you have your Instagram that you just started up, the Bortles, or is it Bayou Bortles Baits? Yeah, it's um, Bayou underscore Bortles underscore Baits. Follow them. That's Fo- where we're making all of our baits. You'll see some videos there, and we're looking forward to actually doing a full-length video yeah. uh, following you around, and, and you know, we're all in your head. We know how you do it, but we want to show these guys how we make these baits. Follow yeah, him. Man, I, I just started up that Instagram, so I've got like 27 followers. So but, but, well, 27 hey, big ones, baby. Hey, no, he messaged me two nights ago and said, I got 24 followers. Can you make a shout-out for me? And I did, and he got three followers in, like, five minutes, and then that was it. Big time. So if y'all do listen to this, follow him. If y'all if y'all are into that, if not, you know what? Fuck his page. Yeah. But, I, um, I mean, you know, <laughs> if, if you like fishing and, you know, you want to see what I'm, I, I've got coming to the website, you know, follow it. You need to do some – If uh, you don't, hey, it is what it is. You need to do some ASMR on there and be like, hello, buddy. Hello, Here's buddy. the baits that I'm making today. Yeah, uh, I should probably work on that a little bit. But <laughs> Uh, also, shout out to Floyd Fabrication. Follow him on Instagram. He does all our hats. Every single one actually at this table, Floyd's done it. This sign, Floyd Fabrication's done it. He is solid. If you need hats done and you're not just a regular, this, like if you need to get more than one hat done, Floyd can do it. Don't be that person. And then uh, Hook and Bullet Sunglasses, they're bright. They will help you see your future because they block out your future because it's so bright. We need to work on that punchline. That does. I just totally screwed it up. But, hey, hook and bullet sunglasses, buy them. They are the real fucking yeah, deal. I was extremely satisfied with hook and bullet when I first tried them. Don't Change forget you. about uh, Snuff Cup because this guy, he makes some quality shit over there. Yeah, and, uh, really cool deal, man. I mean, this is all you need right here. But anyway, yeah, Bortles, we appreciate you being on today. We uh, appreciate the stories. Um, I'm sure we'll have you back on, and we can talk about next time. We can talk about Mitchell's bachelor party and when you blacked out in the strip club. I but appreciate um, you guys having me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anybody else got anything else to say, Mitch? You no, daggers just flew your way from uh, Blake's, your wife. Blake's wife's <laughs> eyes yeah. pierced your soul. Anyway, we uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, always tuning in, following us, buying our shit, buydragons.com. Hey, you're keeping the dream alive. I hope y'all know that. Yep. And uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. Hope y'all have a Sally Gooden. 
Sally Gooden, thank you all for stopping by.